All right, this is a podcast with me and Mr. Richardson. You want to say hi, Mr. Richardson? Hello. All right, Mr. Richardson, so stoked to be in this podcast today. His face is like a cherry red. I am very excited to be here. Yes, very. In your own classroom, at your own mm-hmm. desk. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Today we're going to talk about offensive, What? why people get offended so easily. What do you think about it? Do you think people get offended too easily these days? I do, yes. Like over what issues? What issues do you think we could like calm down on? Pretty much all of them. All of them? Of like just name a couple. Chilled a little bit, it'd be. It would be like. It'd be a better place. Yeah, we just had that whole conversation, and there's like, now when when I was growing up, harassment was like if I push you in the hallway and I do it every day, that's harassment. You've asked me to stop. I'm doing something that clearly affects you in a negative way, and it's not benefiting either of us. Now, my teacher just told me, harassment is if I push you in the hallway once, that affects you. Yeah, it does. You don't have to tell me to stop. I don't even have to do it a second time. You can get me in trouble for harassment. Well, yeah, you, you negatively impacted them, even well, if it's just even one if it's time. An, well, even if it's an accident, they're well, saying you can so get them in trouble for harassment. If it's an accident, clearly you're gonna have to do it case by case basis. Yeah. But, I mean, one time in the hallway, they're not gonna smack you for oh, doing wow. stuff one time, probably. Depends oh, on what it is. Yeah, it depends on what it is. Well, people can get pretty offended these days. Like that's when I was growing up. I mean, I my parents grew me up with a filter, but I it wasn't like if I said something bad, it was like saying the f word to the Queen of England. Like the whole room stops and she drops her glass and it shatters. Like, what did you just do? It was just like. Come on, don't do that. Knock it off. Even when I was in kindergarten, we'd like say silly things in there. Be like, oh no, don't say that. That's not right to say. And it's like, oh okay. I mean, I think there's a certain level of decorum we need as a society. Like we need to treat each other with respect. Yeah, but like, we part, we don't know what that respect is. Part of the reason why people would get offended is they think other people are disrespecting them yeah. and disrespecting the way they view the world. Yeah. For example, if say you're a married but you're not a traditional marriage like a man and a woman you said you're two women and you hear someone talking bad about lesbians mm-hmm. you you might get offended because they're talking bad about something you feel strongly about mm-hmm. now as the person talking is it your responsibility to always make sure that you're not offending anyone yeah. Entirely possible that you need to just treat everyone with respect and not talk bad about people. Then they won't get offended. Yeah. But there's, I feel like if we establish that, it's like, just don't offend anyone. Like, at what point do we stop and say, like, all right, we have to step in here because that's affecting everyone else? Well, the, our, our rights are you'd say whatever you want. Yeah, well, now so, we're trying to k- change those rights. Like, we're trying to take gun- people's guns away now. Well, I don't think that really has to do with you being able to talk. Like, being able well, to I'm just saying we're changing our rights, so if we start with guns, won't we go to words at some point? I mean, maybe, but it's a pretty fundamental right that we can speak our mind in, yeah, not get in, in the trouble United States. Yeah, yeah, not get in trouble. But, I mean, you're, it, it's not that you won't get in trouble. You won't get in trouble with the government. Mm-hmm. You may have repercussions, like at your job or something. If you say offensive things at your job, mm-hmm. you're gonna get 
Well, a job's different because you're representing someone. I mean, like, in everyday society. Like, yeah. if you get on a bus and you trip and you say that word, someone gets offended by that. Like, I don't think there should be any percussions, like, you'd be shunned or, like, they try and call the police on you or something like that. And that's what people are starting to do now. Like, people are just, like, shunning an entire people entire people because they say one thing the wrong way and people aren't giving each other the chance to explain it and so like now you gotta like rethink what you say or type 20,000 times before you say it because someone might get offended by that and you might lose your job because of that yeah and mm -hmm. that's the tough thing with uh, posting stuff online yeah like whatever you write write down is gonna be there for a long time yeah so you should be very careful if anything you say. Oh, I, I think I've crossed that bridge and burned it with 800 napalm cans, dude. In my opinion, the stuff you put out, like in social media, mm -hmm. should be the bare minimum. Like, no one should know where you live, what you do, who you are, yeah. pretty much none of that stuff. Because That's kind of you're, common sense. You're just though, yeah. asking for trouble. Yeah. Even if you're not offending anyone, you're just, you know, doing yeah, well, your it's, thing. It's what we're trying to think, we're like, oh, in an ideal world, you'd be able to say whatever you want, and someone would automatically to be, be able to understand what you meant by it, and not get offended. So I feel like now society's just trying to force the ideal world on people, but only for some situations. Well, a lot of it is, I think there, there are times when people should be offended because people do say things that are offensive and they mean it. Yeah. And there's, I mean, they should have repercussions for that. Now we can't, for some cases, we can't do things to them because they're protected, but like hate speech, yeah. I mean, they can get in trouble for hate speech, but. Well, yeah, that's the thing, like, that's how you know if someone's being serious or not, like, if I cracked a joke that maybe wasn't appropriate for school, like, I don't know, I, I can't even think of anything, like, uh, I told a girl, like, oh, you look really nice today, and so, um, yeah, Mr. Richardson's giggling because I say inappropriate stuff all the time. It was in our presentation today. Oh, yeah. That, that very scenario yeah, was yeah. in our you, Yeah, they in our class, harassment. they made us um, listen to this, and apparently, if I went up to Mr. Richardson, if he was a woman, and we were at work, and I said, you look really nice today. Have you been working out? That's harassment, apparently. Who told you that? That's what my teacher said, Miss Miller. Really? She told me that was harassment. She's like, now, can, can, now class, can you figure out a way that that to turn that into a compliment? I, I'll bet my soul on this. Every single guy in that room got so confused. It was what? like asking a blind person what they can see. It's like, what? When we were, all the teachers were together Wednesday morning and we were talking about this, that was an example of not harassment. No, she told us that was harassment. She's like, that's harassment and that's offensive to someone. No. Yeah, I know. That's what she told us. And we're like, I don't get it. Because, like, if you take a compliment, like, sure, like, hey, you got a nice ass. You say that to someone? Yeah, it's going to make them uncomfortable. But, like, now the thing is you can get mad at them about anything. Like, if I stub my toe and I yell, Jesus Christ, you could say that's offensive to me. How dare you push your religion on me? And you could get me in trouble for that. And... It's like, really? You wonder why we don't want to socially interact with each other anymore? There's a really big divide between what's 
you can do in school and what you can do in the real world. Because yeah. as soon as you're out of the education system, you can do pretty much whatever, whatever you, want. you want. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the education system that you can't do. That has, yeah, they tell you things you can't say, things you can't do. Yeah. Which, as soon as you're an adult, you do whatever do you whatever, want, as yeah. long as it's lawful. Well, that's the thing. We're just letting all these kids turned into adults. We're just letting them out into the world. And now what's going on is they're like making YouTube channels and they're like maybe saying some of those controversial ideas they've had in the back of their mind because like they never were able to talk to anyone or be like, racism, let me think about that. They were just like, no, don't talk about that. They never explained like it was wrong, which it is. Now they're just being told, don't talk about it. Well, I mean, if you don't tell me about a gun, I'm not gonna know anything about a gun or how it works. So if I ever get a gun, something's bad going to happen because I don't understand. So we're letting all these kids out here turn into adults, and now they're going without a filter realizing who's going to stop me. I mean, people think this is funny, and they're going to pay me to be cringy and edgy and offensive on the Internet. They're just letting all these people out there and do that because they're realizing no one cares besides the people in the school. Well, they're, they may be able to do that when they become an adult, but they're not free from the repercussions of that. Now, it may be not against the law, but they're gonna ostracize everybody they know, and they're gonna end up, you know, no friends because they constantly harass other people yeah. and say things that, like, if someone was racist, a friend of mine, I wouldn't want to associate with them because I wouldn't want to be associated with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're just pushing those points to the end, like association now. It's like, I mean, I can hang out with a friend who's racist. And for me, like, if he's racist, I just ignore it. I mean, I don't enjoy it, but he's my friend. And, like, if we just left everyone who's messed up, they would believe that they won't be able to change back in because we just left them how they were. Well, there's a difference between ignoring somebody's flaws and forgiving someone's flaws. If someone was previously racist Mm -hmm. and you're a friend with them, you know, that's a horse of a different color from if someone is currently racist and you're hanging out with them. Because, you know, what people think rubs off on who they hang out with. So if you're hanging out with someone who is constantly racist, that's going to rub off on you. Even if you say you're choosing to ignore it. And if people see you with that person and they know what that person's beliefs and mindset is, they're going to associate with you. Yeah. Have you heard that new thing? They're trying to make everyone feel loved and equal and important today. So I woke up and I looked at my uh, feed and they said they're going to try and push for uh, gender neutral Santa Claus. No, that's going to be weird for me going to the mall and seeing a skinny dude with purple hair having kids sitting on his lap with gauges in, the ear, in his ears the size of onion rings saying, oh, I'm Santa Claus. I'm a gender-neutral guy. Like, that's, that's just weird to me. It's like, why? It's, I, for me, I think it comes down to people can express themselves however they want as long as it's not... a affecting other people. So if, mm-hmm. if say, you want to go out and celebrate and have a gender-neutral Santa, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, that's not something I'm into. 
there's Santa Claus who mm-hmm. just delivers presents sometimes mm-hmm. for little kids and you know if he wants to keep doing that whatever yeah. but I don't know you know if they're if they're not affecting other people I say let them live their life yeah well the pronouns is what's affecting people not people are getting offended when you don't call them he, her, she attack helicopter. Like they come up with ridiculous pronouns. Well, yeah, and and once once they tell you, I mean, as a sign of respect, you should call them what they want to be called. Well, like, yeah, it's it, gonna be hard though to remember those for every single person. But you you don't necessarily have to re- remember them. Like if you know that that person wants to be called something differently, you can inquire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like a name. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I told everyone that I wanted to be called Matt, and no one called me that. I mean, I'd be a little upset. It's, it's just a way of identifying yourself. But no one would have to. Yeah. People are thinking now that, like, I legally want to be identified as bro, broski, and bronard, or whatever, like that. You, They're thinking you have to do that or it's offensive. And, like, people are like, well, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to have to remember five things I have to call you because that times. The 80 other people I know, I don't want to spend my day in the morning reciting all the pronouns I gotta call you. So what what are you gonna do? You're gonna make a conscious decision or unconscious, it may be, that you're not going to associate with that person anymore, and that's an effect of them wanting to be called by those pronouns. Well, which, it's the thing you can't just fine. push people out of your life because you don't want to, like, if you have a boss who does like that, you can't just leave your job because it's uncomfortable. It's having to deal with that and live with that. Yeah, like, and, I mean, and if it's yeah. your boss, mm-hmm. clearly that's someone who deserves your respect mm-hmm. and you should respect those decisions. Yeah, but I, I just still, I think, I grew up in a weird, really weird circumstance. I was adopted, adopted at one year old from Ukraine. They didn't know my parents. I had a brother, not biological, but he was in the same orphanage as me, born a week younger. I was brought to America, and I lived with my parents in Eugene for a while. And uh, up until like maybe like five, I didn't really know what computers were or anything like that. I went to Camp Creek. It was an old school. They had chalkboards there. Uh, I had, I'm not even joking. They had those big computers that were like the whole thing was one computer. They had those kind of computers, and there was one in every classroom. I went home. We had a TV, but it was like wasn't a flat screen. It was one of those really thick glass screen ones. Um, I don't think the first uh, technological technical device I got was a DS, and I thought that was amazing. I remember I played like video games on that all the time. But like now I'm a, um, and then I went up and. Really, when I moved to Forest Grove is when I got in, like immersed in all the technology because there's middle school and high school, and I didn't even have a want for technology. I was just happy. We lived in the hills. There's so much to do. It was quiet. It was nice. Now, I don't know. It's like you have to have a phone to be able to be anyone. Like, if you don't have a phone, you're not really known by anyone. Well, take my class, for example. You have to turn, constantly turn in photos, videos, get checked in with Google Classroom. All those things are most efficiently done on your phone. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're 
if you don't have one in this class, it's kind of a problem. You're kind of screwed, yeah. And like, there's a workaround. Like, I got laptops with cameras and. Yeah, stuff. but you really want to hold a laptop up like that? Yeah. Now, the thing that I've seen that really impacted this class is them shutting down public Wi-Fi. Yeah. So now no one has Wi-Fi. Oh, can yeah. Turn in their yeah. assignments. People have to go stand over in this corner just to be able to get any signal. Yeah. So it's. Uh, Hopefully it gets fixed eventually, but. And that is, like, I can see, like, the older generations are worried about that. Like, what if all of a sudden one day our phones won't work because we're so dependent on them? Yep. Like, would, we be able, would people be able to revert to using a typewriter or typing a letter out? I mean, I know uh, my handwriting was getting good when I was younger, but right when I came to middle school, they had iPads. I remember I went through my whole middle school career and almost my entire high school career not really writing at all like I'd write an essay for like a project and that was about it and I would be able to tell like I I'd write my name uh, write my name at the beginning of high school it was good like halfway in I would have written maybe four things down in my hand I couldn't even tell my own handwriting I'll be I'll be honest my handwriting sucks like would be would we be able to switch over from the digital digital age well, I mean do we have to and maybe we'll just keep going. That's true, but we're right now we're looking for clean sources of power, and we have to implement them, and that's going to take a lot of time. Well, you heard uh, what's his name in his 100 square miles in Arizona? Who? Musk. Musk? Elon he's, Musk? Yeah, he oh. said 100 square miles in Arizona or Utah or something would power the entire United States with solar panels. Yeah, so I feel like there's... And our parent, parents always get worried about the kids and they think taking away the phone is gonna be the solution. Like my parents, when I was a sophomore, they took away my phone for a month because my grades were going down. And I mean, yeah, the phone and the video games were the problem, but taking away the phone also slowed me down for a lot of that. I think as a parent, they're concerned about not necessarily technology, but more so addiction. Like anything that you use too much yeah. is an addiction. I mean, there's there's a lot of people addicted to their phones. Yeah. There's a lot of people in my class who can't manage to make it through 90 minutes without pulling their phone out. Yeah. I mean, drugs, I never thought, in my life, I didn't think drugs came into your life until you were a senior or out of high school. But now, like, I remember my sophomore year, we had a problem because a kid lit a trash can on fire because he tried to throw his blunt in there. I literally couldn't go in the bathroom because they said, you can't go in there. You're actually going to get high because that kid threw his blunt in that trash can and it's on fire. And I was like, where are they getting drugs from? Like kids, I know, I know at least eight kids in this class. I could guarantee you, I just said, do a drug test on them right now. I bet you my soul. Every single one of them will come back positive for something. I don't know. I think you're making judgments based on their appearance. I mean, they tell me that too, and then they're. Yeah. Some of them smell like it too. When you look at the statistics, I mean, there's not that many people drinking well, and doing drugs in high school. Like there, there are. There are. Yeah, there is that small portion. But I mean, this is kind of like one of those small farm towns, I guess. Not a farm town. I kind of feel like it's bordered on a farm town. Still, this is Portland. It is like, it's still all, Portland? All y'all call it Forest Grove, but it feels like Portland to me. It feels like Portland to you? 
I feel it feels like a farm town to me because we got so many trucks and farming kids. I mean, there's some farming. It doesn't seem like there's that many. Yeah. All right. Well, for our next talk, this is Mr. Richardson and Mac called. I don't know what our podcast is yet. We'll come up with a goofy name. All right. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Mac Curtis. I just got out of school today, doing one of my very first podcast actually this is my second one i've ever done so sorry if the auto quality audio quality is a little bad never really done one of these so i don't know how to keep better audio or if you can hear me better or i'll get this figured out as i keep going but i guess it's just going to be kind of a rant for me uh a little bit about me is i am 17 years old so admittedly i don't know how the world works Contrary to popular belief, uh, I'm very sarcastic. I guess I'd be what people call edgy today. I was born in Ukraine and adopted and brought over to America when I was one years old. Uh, no, I don't speak any Ukraine or Russian or whatever you want to call it. Sorry, cars are passing by. I'm walking home. But, uh, yeah, I grew up in... Oregon of the U.S. in <clears throat> Eugene and uh, you know when I was growing up I actually uh, wasn't exposed to that much technology. I uh, went to a school called Camp Creek and uh, most technology I remember there is maybe like I don't even think I had smart boards then. Uh, I have we have any technology in kindergarten it was all paper uh we had a computer i think in first grade but it was at the teacher's desk and we never got to touch it then when i moved uh up until about like i guess yeah i guess like third or fourth grade uh sorry about that deposit giant truck passing by again i apologize for the audio quality um so, uh, gonna have to pause it again. Uh, actually, no, never mind, I won't. Um, so yeah, I didn't grow up as, with as much technology as people say they, um, our generation grew up with, which is, I guess, apparently a lot. I don't know exactly what my, what generation I'd be put into. I was born in, uh, 2002, June 17th. So, yeah, I don't know exactly for sure, but, yeah, I didn't grow up with that much technology. I think the first device I ever had was a DS, and that was, like, when I was five. Uh, in our old house in Eugene, we had, I think, a TV, and I think I got my DS when I was five, and then I got a Wii when I was, like, seven maybe eight so no not seven or eight that's too high must got my ds when i was four and then got my uh what do you want to call it we when i was like six or seven so then then when i moved to a place called forest grove which is where i live now i got way more uh into technology well i mean i guess as you get older you kind of have to these days but uh 
Yeah, it's very weird today with all this technology. Uh, for me, I guess I grew up in the age of how I felt, I guess, um, what people are calling them boomers now. Uh, yeah, boomers, like the generation that apparently doesn't understand any uh, technology and is afraid of it or something. Uh, I'm not afraid of it, I just, uh, I don't know, trying this podcast thing for the first time is a big step for me, because I always felt like sharing so much about one's person is kind of dangerous, but, I mean, I guess you gotta start trying new stuff sometimes, so you don't want to be bah humbug or whatever. Anyway, uh, sorry if this is kind of a loose structured video. I uh, don't really know what to talk about. I guess I'm just kind of making a name for myself on whatever this is. I don't know. I'm going to hate myself if I ever become a podcast host or a YouTube host because I feel like those people just sit on their asses all day and get paid by the hardworking people who actually earn money. That always kind of seemed like a pathetic life to live. I mean, yeah, luxurious, but there's always going to be someone actually paying your bills. So, unless you're providing counseling appointments to people, I really don't think you should be sitting on your ass all day making podcasts, making a living off of that. But, here I am. No one's probably going to listen to this, but I guess that's that. Uh, yeah, I never really grew up with much technology. I mean, I think I got my first phone when I was like 12. Even then, I didn't really use it for much. I thought it was just cool to carry a phone. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think uh, the older generations need to kind of calm down with, is the whole danger. I mean, there is some worry there, and really, it's kind of our fault, in my opinion. We don't know common sense. Like, we... We aren't, I guess we're not getting taught that stranger danger enough on the internet. Well, I mean, internet's becoming bigger and way more available for people. So, I guess we gotta keep teaching new things as new things keep happening. But, I don't know, I've, I've never gotten, like, in trouble. Not in trouble, gotten in trouble posting stuff. Uh, gotten in any physical danger... Like, as far as kidnapping goes, I, I mean, I've gotten in a fight. Well, I've gotten beat up. I, I don't know. I've never thought fighting back was worth it. Uh, uh, so, I guess, yeah, technology was just uh, kind of a thing that was there, but I never really got into it much. But now they have so much out there, and kids are getting kidnapped, and all that stuff, I mean, the world's really out here on fire, uh, we're all trying to make it better, well, let me rephrase that, people are trying to make it better, and I guess, um, if you get, if you could put every human being in a 100% category, I guess about, I don't know, I'm, I'm just shooting in the dark, 2.5%, I feel like is working on that, maybe it's 25, but, 
only 5% of the population sounds like a lot. So, I don't know, maybe, like, cut the difference. I know exactly what in between that is. I'm not going to do the math right now. But maybe 5 or 6, maybe 7 or 8 or 9, 10% in between that, I guess, is doing their part. But we all kind of need to do our part to be able to do that. And I know I'm probably not doing every single thing I can because, I mean, let's face it, I don't want to go pick up trash. I'm looking at these gutters right now. Not gutters, just dips in the side of the road where all this water is. So, I mean, there's not actually any garbage here now, but usually I find a bunch of trash here, but... Oh, there are a couple scraps here, but I mean, I don't, I know I don't want to spend my day coming out here and picking that up. I want to be at home sleeping or playing video games or learning podcasts, I guess. Uh, that's the thing. No one wants to do the dirty work now. People think they're entitled to be able to get out of doing the dirty work because of their social status or their wealth or who their parents were. I always thought that was fucking weird. I'm not going to apologize for my language because I cuss all the time. I guess I'm going to be a hypocrite when I complain about that, but it is what it is. Uh, I never understood that. Like, because your parents were rich, you're famous. Like, I, I get that part. Like, you're known, but like, why would people have so much respect for you or, um, faith in you I mean sure you maybe you got raised by your parents I mean you probably did and they taught you all of that but I mean I feel like you should have confidence in the person but they should still have to prove themselves that's what people nowadays don't do people think uh they should just get a job and not be able to prove themselves and uh you do have to prove yourselves but the problem there it's a double-edged sword we don't really know what we need to do to prove ourselves because I guess, and all my ideas might be wrong, and, and I guess that's okay. I guess I'll get the right ones somewhere along the line, but I guess that's it, it is what it is. So, uh, like we, my parent, when my parents went to school, it was get a job, get a job, pay for college, and college was the key. College was the master key. It was the key to lock, unlock all doors. If you want a job and you went to college you would get any job you want of course you could get CEO but you would definitely have a higher foot up on everyone else and well back then high school diploma was big high school diploma was like I guess what's the lowest college attendance I think it's bachelor's bachelor's I think is two years or an undergrad degree I guess back then high school was like an undergrad degree and uh master's degree or GED or whatever that stuff is is was considered you're up there sitting with Albert Einstein talking to him and goofing around thinking of theories but now that's all scrunched down like you're expected to have a high school diploma and that's good because we're expecting people to be smarter and have good education but everything needs to be able to moving needs to be able to move at the same pace and it just can't because you can't really do it like that it's you want 
it's like you want better resources in your mind, but you gotta have better tools. And to get the better resources for the tools, they're in the mines. So of course there's gonna be that slow catch up and your tools are gonna get better slower and slower, but it's gonna take time and that's what people don't want. They hate looking at it and saying, this is what I want. And people have big goals. We've been taught to have big dreams ignore your race ignore your color and that's that's right you should ignore your race and color and i mean not ignore it embrace it but like don't let it um set your limits is what i mean uh don't let it set your limits like don't say oh i can't get this job because i'm black because that's that's not right you can get whatever job you want and it's not because you're black it's because that's what people think or feel it's not because of you it's not your fault and that's what um a lot of people do they play the blame game and the time the time you gotta be able to put in the time for something i mean shit i don't want to be walking home i want to have a muscle car i don't even know what they're called them oh first car i can think of right now is a mustang i want a mustang man i want to be able to drive up my hill in a cherry red mustang and go home and i don't know play pac-man or legend of zelda live in the old school days when everything was being discovered and but i have to put in time for that i have to get a license i have to i have my permit but i have to learn how to drive even better i have to put in the hours i have to i have to do my half to be able to get there and that's people's problems they're thinking they're entitled to it yes you're entitled to your human rights you're entitled the right to a lawyer the right to your Miranda rights, your the uh, the right to attorney, the right to uh, freedom of speech, uh, the right to pursue happiness. You're allowed to speak your opinion. Well, that's what they say, but people are trying to cram things in with those rights. Like, well, I mean, if I have the right to seek happiness maybe i get off by um murdering people or raping people it's like oh maybe we should declare pedophilia as a sexual orientation because he's pursuing his happiness and people just don't want to mess with that because everyone's too scared to get their hands dirty and we need people to get their hands dirty because if everyone just backs out of cleaning up a toilet and says i don't want to do that it's gross it's not my problem well who's going to clean the fucking toilet it's never going to get done. Someone always has to do the dirty work. There's always going to be a scapegoat. A boogeyman. A problem you can put everything on. If you're 21 or 24 in your 20s and you're working a job and you're living with your parents still or you're in a shitty ass apartment, blame the economy. You blame your boss. You blame... The president, you blame whatever you can that makes you feel like it's not on you. Like it's not your problem to solve it. You, because that's what humans don't like. They don't like owning up to their mistakes. Who would? I want to come home and my parents find a broken dish and me have to look at them and be like, you know what, mom and dad? It was me. Fuck me, right? I broke that. I'm sorry. No one really does that. 
no one wants to because you're admitting that you're not that you've made a mistake and I guess that's that whole and then there's that whole idea of like self-confidence and so if you're growing up with self-confidence issues but you gotta be confident and own up to everything it's just all shit and I guess there's there's no way to define it of what can be done because I guess that's like making a lock on a vault door then sealing it off on the door itself you're gonna have to rip that open and so many things have to change to be able to fix it so many things and yes in an ideal world I'd be able to know why for example if I'm depressed I'd be able to know exactly why but then I won't be depressed because I'd be able to know how to get by it there's just so many problems today that weren't problems before like identifying as a man or a woman I personally I don't give a fuck if you're a dude awesome if you're a girl awesome if you're if you've changed from one to the other cool I don't care I'm not saying I don't respect you I'm not saying I don't care about you I just don't care about the fact that you are what you are I don't care that you're a man. I don't look at you and be like, congratulations for being that gender. Because you don't have to do anything to get that gender. You're born a male. You're born a female. There's no achievement in that. You weren't in the womb trying to program yourself to get a dick. That's not something you work for. And people think they should be rewarded for that. And trans... That's a whole nother topic, but it's what people feel. And so I can never understand that going through that, doing a uh, sex change. Like, sure, I think we've all thought of it. Like, what, what would that be like for me? And for me, that'd be fucking scary because I'm not confident in change. I ain't grow up where I saw people embracing change. I... All my, my parents are 61, so it was all about be true to you, have good character, sticks and stones don't break your bones. We'll break your bones and words will never hurt you. Oh, well, both of those things can hurt you. So, I don't know, I just, if I became a woman, I couldn't do it. I'd wake up and be like, this is a bad idea. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. I would want to go back, and I probably would, and that would fucking hurt. Physically, emotionally, and mentally. But, that's the thing, there are legitimate problems out there, and then there are people making money off of that. Like, maybe your dad was shot when you were six or something, in a drive-by, and that's mentally scarred you, and you have a legitimate issue. Maybe you can't be in loud rooms, or... You get in a situation where it's so convenient because you don't want to do it anyway, but then it triggers that uh, problem or emotional problem you have. Someone's going to see that and be like, well, if they don't get to do it because they're fucked up, maybe I'll be fucked up right now. And they fake it. And that's what hurts the people who genuinely have it, the people who fake it. Because if you make everyone think they're special, 
then everyone's normal. And if you make a special person think they're normal, and you do it with everyone, they're all going to be the same. We all can't be special. I mean, we can to ourselves, but if you have a talent, I guess that's a special talent, but you can't be special just for being what you are. The specialty is maturing and growing and being the better person, taking the higher road, doing the right thing when no one's looking. And I hate saying that because I see those posters all over school, but it's maturing and when someone gives you the opportunity to smite them down for something they've done wrong, it's when you don't hit them. You don't verbally yell back. You don't say, fuck you, I got you. It's about grabbing their hand and saying, it's okay. We all make mistakes. We make those together. We're human. But it's about learning from those mistakes. And the thing is, people used to think, if you make a mistake, you learn from it. You were programmed. You would never make that mistake again. But that's just not how it works. And that's what people expect. Like, if I drop a cup, I can't really learn from that. Maybe it's in the grip, but, or if it's too wet, but sometimes you can't control that. And so, that's what people like to throw in front of themselves to the circumstances. Well, I couldn't do any better. It was the current circumstances. And sometimes that's true. And it's hard to make snap decisions because you're in the moment and you're trying to think of the outcome, but humans are selfish, but they're not. We were raised, whatever religion you want to believe, we were raised as people who need to tend to our own needs. If you have someone who's married to you, then that's different because you think of them, then you. But if no one existed, you would fight for yourself. You would do what you needed first, no matter what. And that's typically what people think about when they're in danger. If you're in danger of getting hit by a car and there's a woman staying next to you, maybe you don't see her. You're going to think about you and then you're going to get out of the way. Sure, you'll be called selfish, but you didn't see that woman. And is that your fault? Well, that's where we can't really judge. Because we don't know the circumstances of that person. We don't know their mental issues. And I feel like that's not the public's place to figure that stuff out. That's why I don't want to go into government or politics. You can't do politics these days. If you do politics... Someone's going to come over and poke a hole in your theory. And that's what's wrong with politics. Well, there's never anything right with them. Our Constitution stated loosely in my own opinion. As an American, I guess I have my own opinion. So I guess I'm kind of shitting down my own back here. But we have the obligation, and some people say the duty... To verbalize our opinion. Whether that's an unpopular opinion or not. And that's the thing. Some people are good at verbalizing the popular opinion. And putting people at ease. I mean the negative opinion. Some people are good at verbalizing the negative opinion. 
like saying I can't give you a raise. Like I, I could tell someone I can't give you a raise and that'd probably piss them off. But if I said, I can't give you a raise right now, but I see the work you're doing, you are legit in asking for that. And once the money comes around and you're still doing that grade A work, I'll let you know and I'll keep you posted. It's about keeping the hopes up even when the negative is delivered. And that's with opinions and people want to say their opinions and expect other people to respect them. And I know people on here aren't going to agree with my opinions. Sure, I'm 17 years old. I will bet you anything. I am wrong about one thing in this entire talk. I'll bet you a million dollars I'm wrong with about everything in this entire talk. But I guess it's about venting because you really can't come go home and vent because it turns into a lecture with your parents it's all about that's not right you shouldn't think about that like racism learning about racism today is it's not right that's what they tell you it's not right it's not right why is it not right it's legitimately not right because it's putting other people down for something they cannot control and it's not right but we're not explaining to people why we're just saying you need to listen to me and trust me. Well, if there's so many things we need to be worried about or watch about, like sex predators or lies or um, fake telemarketers or people trying to steal from you, there's so much. There's so many people out there trying to deceive you. How are we supposed to just trust our parents? And yeah, parents make mistakes, and we know they love us but sometimes the parents don't love us and there's different circumstances for everyone and what our nation's problem is is what our society's problem is is trying to generalize it all and you just can't you can't generalize two situations into one to be able to compare them sure you could create two split realities to where you can make that person live out the same circumstances you did and see how they would react i think about that all the time like, fuck, why don't you live out the circumstance? Why don't I go back in time, show you what I would have said, and see how that would have acted out? But you just can't. And you gotta let go of those hopes, because they're probably not gonna be existing ever, or at least not in our lifetime, because we're just trying to get clean energy right now and worry about people's feelings. And that's the thing, we've been too soft. We were be given too soft on. Parents wanted to best easiest life for us but not too easy they just got worried when they saw how easy they had actually made it for us and all the loopholes that were left and that it goes back to that it goes back to that same thing about blame trying to blame someone you can't you can't blame an entire generation for hating radios and you can't blame an entire generation for being isolated because there were circumstances that gave them that that gave them those in some people's opinion legitimate and others illegitimate opportunities to think like that like my dad he always makes me clear my plate when i eat he says eat it all you might not have people in africa would kill for that food and i get that because he was from the time his dad was a farmer and his dad and him came his dad was in the great depression and my dad was born near the end but as we know the great depression great depression's effect is still going on and 
uh, stock market crash is still going on. So he has this mental idea of clear your plate. You'll never know when you'll be able to eat again. And right now, my circumstances, I know I'll be able to eat when I get home. We will have plenty of warning if ever, if things start going bad. I'm not going to come home one day and all of a sudden there's going to be no food. And if I come home one day and my parents tell me that, then I'd start to worry. And we'd start to ration and reason and calm ourselves down. Because everyone has different circumstances for why they act. And maybe they made a bad choice in one of those and they're not acting the way they should be. But that's another debate. How should we be acting? What is the right way to be acting that everyone can not, what is that called? What is the word I'm looking for? Not come to agreement. Come, go halfway. Get half of what you want. Uh, what's that word? Uh, compromise. You can't compromise. We got to find what everyone can agree on what something should be like and why and stay that way but we can't people are born in different cultures different customs different religions different ideas and america was a melting pot and we're trying to shove all these different ideas in there and all these different religions and say we're all happy we're getting along And it's hard because there's so many different ideas and opinions and views. And nothing's going to be right. I don't think, I'm not a downer or an or, but I just don't think we're ever going to be able to come to that agreement unless people can put down their petty agreements. I mean disagreements or arguments. Like harassment. Like our last talk with Mr. Richardson. Great guy, by the way. This teacher told us that harassment can happen once. And I don't entirely agree with that. I don't think that's what harassment means. I think it's multiple occurrences uh, that keep going and very clearly and obviously negatively affect a person. But then the person can say, what does negative look like? How was I supposed to know? And we really can't assume people's intelligence or common sense anymore because now that's like a gift to be born with. Maybe it always has been, but then the common sense has to line up with every situation you're in. What's right and wrong? And that's the thing people want to Hold on to their idea of what's right and wrong. Hold it up like a golden trophy in Mario Kart. And say, this is it. This is the perfect way to live. You know, if you could all just sign this agreement saying you'll change your ideology in every single aspect of yourselves. And we all get along. And this will work out for me. It's working out in their ideal world. Through their experiences. And no one wants to be the bottom man. That's why communism never worked. No one wanted to work in the field all day for farmers and make the same wage as a guy sitting on his ass programming a computer. Because they're both different labors.
one's mentally exhausting prob probably and the other one's physically exhausting no one wants to get their hands dirty no one wants to be wrong but there's always got to be someone who's wrong and if you can pinpoint what's wrong what the problem is even if it's legitimately not you that's half the battle that's like admitting what the problem is or you are the problem the next half is fixing it like I got a rusted computer now I don't know how to fix it never learned computers that well but what am I supposed to do I don't know it I wish somebody would just come out and fix it for free that'd be amazing That's not how that works, because there's always got to be someone who will take their time out of their day to go do something for someone else. And that's just not how the world works. And our society is trying to jam the whole phrase, in an ideal world, through to the suggestion box, into our mouths. And these people that are saying that are all mostly privileged people. Mostly people who make shit music, like Billy Elish, I don't even know how to say her fucking name, Juice World. that's, and I know some of your opinions are, those are good, that's good music, and some of your other opinions are, that's bad music, I agree with you, and I respect your opinion, that's what we need to do, I respect your right to believe what you want, I don't agree with it, I don't have to, there is no law stating Yes, I have to agree with what you say, and I don't. I don't agree with what a lot of people say. And, sorry if that sucks for you, but that's just the way it is. And people want other people to be able to embrace their idea immediately. But, when you have a good idea, there's no perfect idea, because there's always going to be the bad person. There's always going to be the but. The but this needs to happen. But... He needs to clean out the shitter eight times a week. But we need to take turns doing it. But, but, but. This wor idea works out if we can do this. If this happens. If all these people are all of a sudden okay with this. If everyone will change instantly for my satisfaction. People are saying, it's my opinion. It needs to change for me now. And I see the sign and it says climate action now and well my neighbors and if you're passionate about something do it like I, I I probably bet a lot of money that they're not going to the beach every day or going to the store every day or using a car that uh, is safe for the environment because of jobs because they couldn't get it because of high school because of college because of the economy because 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 it's someone else's fault and they're driving a giant truck that's like the one percenters saying, we hurt too in the financial crisis. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Some of you probably actually did. Some of you probably lost a lot of money. Some of you were probably on that edge and went homeless because the money had to come from somewhere. And for some people, maybe a couple thousand dollars trickled out and that's a lot of money, but to them it's not. And maybe, oh boo hoo, it's an inconvenience for them. They had to get a smaller house. But you can never compare two pains to each other because they're circumstances. 
And people just want to ignore the circumstances. They want to ignore the but. They want to ignore the justified. But at the same time, they want to be the justified. They want people to agree with their opinions and they don't want to listen to the flaws. There's a flaw in everything. There is always a flaw. You can always find a flaw. This has been a great TED Talk. Or not, I'm fucking retarded. Uh, a great podcast. Alright, see you guys.